Not breaking news. Last week's geek news through the lens of two friends with opinions, theories, and fan casting. This is Geek Speak Last Week! Hey guys, welcome back for another episode of Geek Speak Last Week. I am Ed. I'm Brian. And I'm Tone. And we are here again this week to talk about what happened last week. Uh, as we've said in the last episode, we have a new addition to the team. Tone, thank you for joining us again. Uh, you were on our um, in- intake episode on the animation stuff or the anime stuff. So thanks for jumping on full time. Yeah, definitely. So it was a lot of fun talking with you guys. So figured why not take it full time and go on the road with you. There you go. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this week we are going to be touching on some of the news items. Um, and I think we're also going to try to get to some spooky stuff since it's October. Yeah. Gonna touch on some horror stuff and uh, have a lot of fun this week, I think. I'm. I just realized I'm gonna have to re-record that intro. Okay. I, I just realized that because it says two two friends and there's three of us now, and I don't want somebody to actually get on and be like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Why yeah, are you yeah. disrespecting tone like that? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, we'll, we'll get it eventually. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, we're definitely gonna have to do that. Um. Yeah. So we'll we'll get we'll get on that next. Um. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we had a few pieces of news that we wanted to get to right up front. And uh, I guess I'll turn that over to Tone for this first piece. Yeah, so um, big news for the horror community. The Friday the 13th rights case is finally done for the second time, I think this is now. (laughs) Um. The writer for the original Friday the 13th now owns the rights to the first Friday the 13th and the name Friday the 13th as a franchise, but only in the U.S. It's where okay. all this stuff gets weird. Um, it's also weird because he technically can't use the Jason Voorhees we all know and love going forward because he did not create that Jason Voorhees, like the big Jason with the hockey mask. He did not create it because that was the first movie. Spoiler alert for a movie that's been out for however long. Yeah, but I mean, big Jason was in the second movie, no hockey mask. No hockey mask, yep. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, first movie is Jason all mongoloid looking at the end of it. Right. I I would, I I feel like now that this part is done, if anything, they should, again, find a way to come to terms with all of this so that the franchise itself can move forward. So do I. Like, I really hope they can figure out a way for Sean S. Cunningham and his group because they've done a lot of really good stuff with the franchise. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know when the Friday the 13th game was coming out. Oh, I saw it. They made it as a Friday 13th game, and then they figured they couldn't buy the license to it. So then they made it as a fan game, and it wasn't connected to Friday 13th. It was no Jason. They just had a generic killer, but it was still based in a camp and everything. 
Sean S. Cunningham found out about it and he gave them the rights without making them have to pay for it. And then he helped them like build that stuff up. Um, That's something that was really cool. And I mean, say what you want about the franchise where it went, like it was still a fun franchise. Uh, I, as a fan, am worried about what's going to happen going forward because right now we're getting a, like a second resurgence of horror again. Like we're getting the, all these remakes and, or reboots that are, uh, sequels and stuff like that. And I would love to see Friday 13th get in on that, but they haven't been able to because this has been going on for so long. Yeah. And I think that it's, well, when was that last re reboot? That, that was about 10 years ago, right? Probably, How, yeah. It has to be yep. at least 10 years. So it's probably prime for a comeback. Um, yeah. It's one of those things that's just like all the other heavy hitters. It's not going away. You know what I mean? No. They may make a another one that's subpar or something like that, but people are still going to go because of name recognition. Exactly. So you want them to do a good movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, not they don't always do that but no yeah i think it would be i I also think that that's one of those franchises where they've done movies that aren't necessarily great but they're fun yeah most of them are fun yeah that movie is not good by any like stretch of the imagination but it's a fun movie to sit there and watch which one jason x the one where he goes to space oh yeah. yeah oh yeah that's oh, a yeah. really fun movie because they have everything from ev- like they pull touch on all these little uh, Easter eggs from the entire franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freddy versus Jason. Not a great movie. That's a very fun movie, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. They stopped being good. Move- well, I mean. <sighs> I right, here we go. I. They were never actually good movies. That's the thing. They're not they, good they, movies. They, you know, the they, first they were enjoyable. The first one is... They were enjoyable. They've always yeah. just been enjoyable. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, they're fun. I think but... the first one was actually pretty well done and and did some stuff that other movies hadn't done up until that point. The second one was like kind of almost like uh, one was part of the first movie. I I Always watch them back to back when I do watch them. Yeah. Just because they kind of flow into each, to one another. Kind of like the original Halloween, Halloween. and Halloween 2. They're, they're just like one long movie to me. Um, the third one does a lot of iconic stuff, which is why I like it. Brings in the mask, brings in the yeah. machete, brings in all the stuff that you know and remember about that character. But then from there, I couldn't even tell you what the lineup is. What I could, don't remember them. I just remember I've been, kills. I, I've been watching. I've been watching uh, Dead Meat's Kill Count. Yeah, with James Saint Genis, and I he's he's currently doing a recount of those because he wanted oh. to go back. So he's doing updated versions of those kill counts now, and he just finished um, Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> Jason Takes Manhattan. That's. That's one of the ones that I recall the most. <laughs> so bad. Oh god. It's anyway. So but uh, but yeah, so that that's been a fun way for me to relive those without actually having to rewatch them again. Uh but that's I, the I thing. Do, I mean, you don't I, have to pay attention to the plot at all in these movies. Really, no, they're after fun. the first three. But they are fun. Yeah. 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 It's, you know what it is. He's there to kill. Yeah, that's what you're being, there for. That are doing what they're not supposed to be doing. Which yeah, is that's what you're there movies. For. 
oh well you, oh you're having premarital sex and doing drugs you're gonna get killed <laughs> <laughs> yep exactly <laughs> so yeah I, I i'm down I'm, I'm down for i'm down to rewatch them at some point again I actually minute, but because uh october started and that's when the news broke about this i rewatched the first one on friday nice and then the second one on saturday and yeah. nice and i actually don't dislike the remake i think the remake I don't either no a decent I... job of tying the first three or four together yeah. and like in an enjoyable way i don't know it's not good don't get me wrong it's not a good movie no but it's fun again it's it's I like how the first half hour almost is just him killing another set of kids. And then the real <laughs> set of kids comes around yeah. about a half hour in. And you also get the, he's, he's the kid. Then he has the bag on his head. Then he has the, mm. he finds the hockey mask. I, I just like how they just lump it all yeah. together in one movie. Um, but yeah, again, it's not good. There's a lot of gratuitous sex and nudity and drug use. And it's, it is what it is. They, that's Friday exactly the 13th. And I mean, that, that was that's like Friday the 13th. I'm exactly. pretty like, sure there was like MTV was involved in that somehow because I yeah, remember I think being on right. MTV a lot. Like, yeah. oh, Friday 13th's coming out. Make sure yeah. you go see it. Like, so of course, there's that a lot was, of that. I believe that was the whole Platinum Dunes era of, yeah, of the remakes exactly. because it was that. It was my bloody Valentine. It was Friday. It was Nightmare on Elm Street. They it was the Hills Texas Have Chainsaw. Eyes. Like Texas they redid Chainsaw. everything. They they were just like, fuck it. We're just gonna go just yeah. go ham on all the seventies and eighties horror, and we just yep. gonna remake it all. And I'm yeah, like, let's, right, let's and find some stuck a... and some didn't. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like even ones that like um is is iconic as it is. Last House on the Left. The original movie is absolute garbage. It's terrible. Yeah. It's poorly shot. It's terribly acted. But that remake, I actually like the remake better than I like the original. Mm -hmm. It kind of has a better plot. It's way better acted, way better, you know, way better choreography and all that stuff. So it's not, it just doesn't have that, I guess at the time, in simpler times, that was something that shocked and, and all. Oh, people. yeah. And now we're so desensitized that nothing really does. But at the same time, I remember watching that movie when I was maybe 16 or 17 and being like, what is people were scared of this? Like, what is going on? And, and just thinking, man, this is really dumb. Uh, again, different time, different era. Things scared people more easily back then. Well, so I, mean, I get it. But um, the Blair Witch thing, when that happened and everyone was like, oh, I vomited and everything. I'm like what <laughs> i know it doesn't make sense now that i think about it and my daughter was laughing at me i was like oh this really scared me when i came out she's like really like what's wrong with you yeah, she's like, like how I, old I, were you i was like 20 i'm sorry <laughs> i didn't like, get scared oh by God. it I, I that blair witch didn't scare me i was just kind of like yo this is, this is fucked up right here though yeah it's I, like I, I, okay like, i was like, like this is fucked up right here that was before i had a lot of access to the internet also so i didn't know that it wasn't real. I oh, just okay. knew what I saw on TV and stuff. And I'm like, and then I think sci-fi came out with a like fake documentary. And I was oh. like, this must be real. It must be. 
And I was like fully on board. I was yes, like, they, they certainly did. I remember. They got that. me. I, I was the target audience for that one because they got me. And I was, I was like, holy shit, this is real. We got to find these people. Yeah, it was sad. It's sad in retrospect. But. I mean, I love when uh, horror movies do that stuff that we're like, they'll put out a fake documentary. So you think like, oh, shit, no, this is real. <laughs> Until you find I, out, oh, no, the documentary is just as fake as the movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm really an asshole. And yeah. I just fell for that. Oh, they got me real stuff. good. <laughs> yeah, it did. It got me. It definitely did. All I have to say is faces of death. Oh, yeah. dude. Faces of death. I remember being... 12, 13 years old and trying to find somebody who could get a copy of it. And now it's kind of like, I think it was on shutter the last, maybe the last time I had shutter. Cause I don't have it right now. It and it was on there. And I was like, man, I can't believe I was scrounging every inch of earth trying to find this. Cause it's not even, it's not even entertaining. It just, it's nothing really. I mean, when, but when we were 13, it was like, Oh, Yo, you got to watch them when they break oh, yeah. monkeys heads. And you're like, absolutely. What? Yeah, I remember vividly being like in the in the schoolyard being like, can your dad get a copy? Can your brother get a copy? And like, seriously, like trying to figure this out. But, you know, and then you'd lie to your friends and say you saw it. And, you know, and then they call you out on it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're right. Just stitch together what everybody else had already said and be like, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not on Shutter anymore, so sorry, guys. You can't go uh, find it there. Well, better go look actually, it up on YouTube. Everything's on YouTube. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on there. So. Probably, but he, don't. I'm honestly like, I would say, don't even bother because it's don't. nothing. It's not it's worth so it. Boring and it's not, un- not unless you're us, like back in the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when yeah, we yeah. didn't see this, like you can see better stuff in horror movies now. Like really, like, like, absolutely, especially now. Yeah, just go watch yeah. the soft to like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Or go watch Hostel. And I mean, half of it was all just like, you know, showing how people like would kill cattle and stuff. It's like, Mm -hmm. obviously, they have to do that because that's how we eat food. But nobody had ever done that before and shown it. So it was like that was 90 percent of that movie was that it was just them like this is a car accident. It's like, yeah, no shit. It's a car accident. Who cares? We see. You know, car accidents happen every day, but they never showed it in movies before. So that was the appeal. Um, but really, it's so benign, uh, especially in today. It, it's just like it's nothing. But back in the day, it had this this allure around it. Well, yeah, because it's something we had never seen. Yeah. Then. And you would only get like VHS tapes of it. You couldn't find no. it like anywhere else, really. So. And I remember it may have it was after it was after I was 12 or 13 because it came to the video store and it was behind like a certain you had to have access to get to even see it and look at it. Cause it was like NC 17 or whatever it was. And I remember being like, Oh man, one day I'm going to be able to rent that. And then that now, day came and went and I didn't care, but now you didn't, then you didn't want it. And yeah, exactly. Now video and, stores are gone. And then I had big boy thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, then I was trying to rent different videos from behind a behind exactly. a uh, Hellball area. Make that face for you. <laughs> uh, the next bit of news. Another we lawsuit. Are, yeah, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna get more. Another lawsuit settled. Finally, and you know what? I'll uh, 
I'll let I'll let you take this one, Bri, because I, I I briefly read it and don't remember all the details. There wasn't honest. a lot of details because they didn't release a lot of the details. They basically just said that they came know, to Disney it. and yeah, D- Disney and Scarlett Johansson came to a, a settlement. So that's all taken care of, which we don't know now. But I have a feeling in the near future when certain deals are being cut. For certain things, we'll know then because the because the way that things will be released will actually like speak to it. I feel yeah, yeah. And, uh, so I'm just glad that it was taken care of and it didn't it didn't like run long and like mess up anything else down there down the line. That's what I was more worried about. Yeah, I was uh I was expecting it to be a long drawn out affair, and um, it's funny because just today. They released the fact that on October 16th, I think it is, but uh, the Black Widow movie is going to come to uh, Disney Plus just yes. free. Yes. Yes. So that's pretty cool. Um, I'm fresh off of just watching that latest episode of What If, and I know it's not her voice, but she was in that one. So. Black Widow, more Black Widow. Bring us more Black Good, Widow. I don't yeah, know how they really. could do it in a movie version, but I'm glad We're she good. got what she deserves. <laughs> I yeah. agree. Yeah, like, I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, she, like I said, she, she didn't get her due until it was too late, and then they gave yeah. it to her, and it's like, yeah. I mean, she does. She's she's she ages well, so they could mm-hmm. literally do. They could yeah. do movies that take place before the Avengers yeah. and stuff if they wanted to with her, if they really wanted to. Or we have all this multiverse happening. Exactly. A different true, version true. of her from a multiverse. You know, it's very true. It's possible. Um, I, I, I doubt keep, they will, but I think that it's possible. I don't know. I feel like with certain with certain characters on on this on this show. I, I feel like some of them might now I don't really feel like now but I feel like because a lot of them have gotten a lot of fan uh fanfare like Captain Carter and such yeah. that you know it's a it's an it's in a possible it's a possibility like if there's you know if they decide you know we can, we can bring Captain Carter to the big screen at ever or even the little screen live action forever why wouldn't you why wouldn't you take the chance to do uh, alt, an alt version of Black Widow plus with the that whole um rumor of uh what's her name um in Doctor Strange possibly playing an alt version of Clea uh who who's playing it um the the woman that I, I'm I'm getting blanking on her name the one that plays the girlfriend oh uh, Rachel McAdams yeah Rachel McAdams possibly playing Clea from an alt dimension That'd as cool. a, not just I mean also Loki season two yeah that's you true can bring too. a lot of these characters in just for that it just yeah. that, well like, that's what I'm I saying love, I would love to see that that Black Panther Star Lord again but we we're never going to see that and it sucks that that does suck Uh, every time every time i even think about it it i know because black panther 2 is not going to be the same no neither is the The next like big avengers thing is not going to be the same without there 
No yeah, it's 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 really just thinking about it. It's such a bummer. I mean, I do think that Marvel knows how to handle this, so yeah. I'm I'm not. I don't think it's going to really put much of a hiccup in their plans. It's just no. the fact that that dude is not going to be around anymore mm-hmm. to play that role is really sad. It really is because he was phenomenal in it. He was he was perfect. He was phenomenal yeah. in it. He really was. But moving on to a different cat. <laughs> yeah. yeah I see what you did there. <laughs> um, there's news that uh, Zoe Kravitz had a little interview. Yeah. And uh, she was talking about her version of Catwoman and whatnot. Now, what was it exactly that she had said, Tone? So I think the quote the one website I saw was quoting her was that she didn't want Catwoman to be a sexual object or something like that. But when I read, actually read other articles about the same thing, you come to find out that it's more just her way of wanting to portray the character, her, the way she approached the character where she didn't come at it sex first. Gotcha. He wanted to make a more human, more down to earth character that, will probably connect with people better actually and and like i had said to you in the conversation so thief first yes some fatale and second. that's what it seems like that she's going to be more a thief um just from like the things we've seen and like just the little bit of looks that we've got at her mm-hmm. looks like it's going to be more thief first and um like also when we were talking about it it's like catwoman's going to be sexy regardless yeah, I feel like a lot of that. I can see a lot of that fanboy, yes, energy mm-hmm. being directed towards that character. Now, not to say that I don't think that she's a sexy character because she is. She's drawn that way. She's written that way yep. in the comics. Um, however, and even to the the few three movies that we've seen so far. It's been all sex forward, really. Mm-hmm. Nah, maybe not. Maybe not Anne Hathaway so much. No, her her, her yeah. performance was more nuanced. The suit definitely, you she know, was, she looked good in it. it. It's just if you're because it's a skin tight suit. I mean, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard not to see that in a sexual way. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it, she was her performance was a lot more than just I'm sexy. And yeah, no, I hers is one of the best. Yeah, Without a doubt, one of the best versions of Selena Kyle, Catwoman. Yes, and I mean, the, the Halle Berry one, I don't even really... No, but don't. that was all sex. I mean, it was... Yeah, but just, you just She has rips suit. in the side of her pants and on her, like... Halter top, bra top, yes. yeah. high heels with the yeah, toes no. out. I, like, I, that whole thing never made sense to me, but we're not even going to get into it. Yeah, I mean, we, we don't have to get into that today. But at the same time, it was a very... People know this character and yeah. people know that she's sexy. So let's make a movie about a sexy cat woman. And then Michelle Pfeiffer, who as much as I like her character, you know, her, her portrait portrayal of that, but it was, was very sex forward. Yeah. Cause when we first meet her, she's this, cause she's so bookish, quiet. Right. And then she just lets it all out. Once she becomes Catwoman. Yep. Yeah. It was the total opposite of what she was as mm-hmm. her alter ego, yeah. which worked and made sense for the story they were telling. But again, it yeah. was just a very sexualized version of her. So I feel um, like this version 
even just from like like what tone said with just the way they've set her up with her look which is very utilitarian it's you know it's 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 like jeans and combat boots mm-hmm. and like you know and some 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 riggings and stuff like and i'm like and basically just a, a ski mask right, right now cut and i and we all know that that's going to get an upgrade before the end yeah. of the movie and she'll have and her whatnot. cat ears at some point but I feel I, I don't feel like that with this version, they're ever going to go with a straight skin tight outfit like it's always going to be more utilitarian than it is going to be sex pot. Like yeah. even the, 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 the comics version that was less sex pot was still somewhat sex pot because it was like straight leather. Like, she, you know what I mean? It was like she had the <laughs> goggles on and everything, but she was still wearing and, and like in the boots. But it was still leather, like tight leather. And that's I feel the like- one thing that I will say. It, they always, and it's in movies, it's in all movies. And I think we know Emily always says this. Oh, yeah. They draw girls and they put women in movies in these ridiculous boots and these ridiculous outfits. And so Wanda and WandaVision. But into Wanda and WandaVision, it's happened a couple of other times. But I mean, even that the Anne Hathaway, as much as they did things with her goggles, how they could be used yeah, for certain things, they like but her the cat ears, but her her boots were stiletto Stilettos. heels. Mm-hmm. It was like metal. It was the, the stiletto was metal, and you're like, why? To, that well, makes no sense. So 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 she can cut people. You saw she yeah. put that thing up against somebody's neck like it was no problem. Like yeah, like, that, that was the point. But I, when I mentioned boots, I meant the Catwoman I was talking about was like when I was it Darwin Cook that re reimagined the the art where he was the one with the with the circle zip zir, circle zipper and and the goggles and anyway that was combat boots when I said with the boots like she had combat boots on mm. but she still had tight leather and right. whatnot and I feel like with this version they're going sort of like with the combat boot utilitarian. Like, like I said, she's the first. But again, as I also said when I was talking to Tone, let Batman roll up on her while she's in the middle of doing something and she turn around and see tall, dark, and handsome there. <laughs> she's she immediately has to be able to turn it like, on. Oh, I need to work myself mm-hmm. to get through this real quick. Right. And I can see that. But it's not going to be, let me throw myself at you. It's just going to be like, let me distract you for a second. Yeah, she's going to turn it on for a second. Yeah, like watch what she needs to strut. No, just like Catwoman does in the comic books. And then I'm going to spin kick you and you're going to be lost. And I'm going to strut right up to you and kick you right in your face and (laughs) run right out that window and... And you and you won't see me no more. And I'm like, that's what I want to see from this version. Like, I don't want to see her every time they come to get like not in this first movie, especially. Like, if 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 we get a second one and she's in it, then yes, let's let's play up the 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 the, the tension between the two yeah, of them. Because tension. at that point, they've known each other, they've met each other, they've done the game, the cat and mouse. But for this, I don't want to see that. I want to see her look like she's about to do that and then sweep the leg and be out. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to see her all about what she's trying to do, not what she can do to him. Yeah. And I think they probably will go that route. I mean, it seems like this. And again, we don't have a, a whole lot to work on just like 
basically that one tra- uh, teaser trailer and the summary <laughs> of the plot. But I mean, we know that it's going to be Batman pretty much early on in his career. And it seems like it's in a more grounded world, not more grounded even than maybe a Nolan movie. It looks like it's going to be back to like, like you said, you uh, uh, basically he's, yeah, he's, he basically has like homemade gear and stuff like that, which don't get me wrong. I love those Nolan movies. And I think the way that they incorporated the stuff that he had on his suit made a whole lot of sense the way they did it with the, uh, the research and development uh, yep. in uh, Wayne Enterprises and all that stuff. But I think having him just be a, an unhinged guy who's literally making these things is even more grounded and like... I know I hate using the word gritty, but it, it fits for this. It's more of a gritty portrayal that it seems like they're going for. If anybody needs to be gritty, it needs to be Batman. So exactly. I mean, that's it's such a played out term in in comic book movies in general. But Everything's it's like, gritty. It's Batman, Daredevil. Like, there's a couple characters that need to be Batman. right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, you Punisher. can do Batman without being that, and it can still work. Yeah. But Batman works best when he's down on the ground level fighting crime. Yeah, exactly. I just I I despise it when any other not any other all of the other comic book properties are like, well, it's going to be a gritty interpretation. It's like not everything needs to be gritty. I mean, there are a handful of characters who it lends itself to. Yes. But I mean, do we need a gritty Shazam? Do we need a gritty Aquaman? No, we don't. And, you know, that Snyderverse kind of took that to the nth degree. Um, But I think we're done with that, thankfully. Wow. All right. Well, you know, that was a little dark and gritty. (laughs) (laughs) It was getting a little dark and gritty. I'm going to go to a bright spot right now. Um, something I was excited about the super crooks anime, because I loved the book. Like I absolutely loved the book. I literally fan cast that shit in my head. Like at least two or three <laughs> times because no, and it's not my fault. The back of the book literally says this shit has been optioned for a movie. And he, and look at these, look at these shots that we've, you know, these, um, you know, we, 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 we've already started doing some previs and I'm like, and then nothing. And then now the did that come out? Huh? How long ago did that come out? Probably a good like eight, eight to ten. Okay. There's something like who, that. Is who writes it, that? Is it was the beginning of the Millerverse. Okay. So like it, it was like before he had 50 books and whatnot. It was back when he only had like 12. <laughs> so <laughs> um but I was always a fan of it. And and when they said they were making an anime and like, like literally like the, like a good studio was behind it and, 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 and everything else. And then I saw that trailer and I'm like, I don't recognize half of these scenes from the book. So I was really confused and like, you know, and they were like saying it's a 13 episode thing. And I'm like, that story didn't need to be told over 13 episodes. I mean, it was good, but not 13 episodes. So an article was just released come to find out 
the show is at the anime is a prequel and an adaptation. So basically the first 10 episodes are prequel stuff, all new stuff that Miller has written specifically for this anime. That's just being animated by it, which makes it ridiculous because he knew what was going to happen. And the last three episodes are an adaptation of the book. And I'm like, I'm good with that. That, that, that made me even happier now. Like I'm more excited to watch this because when any creator has the time to go back and play with some of their stuff again, in their retrospect, it's oh, it, it's usually a good time when the creator does it. Not when other people do it. This is, this is like after ten years or so, like that. But but when the creator does it, oh yeah, sh- should be a good time. So I'm looking forward to that. So that that's my that's my big thing right there. Is super so I've never read it. Give me the pitch. Okay. <laughs> Basically, couple of a couple of low level supervillains decide that they're going to go on the final score of their career. And they're going to do it overseas because why try to rob any place in America when America is just teeming with fucking superheroes? So many heroes. Literally. So they're going to Europe where there's less heroes. And, and when he, when the, when the leader of their little crew, whose name is Johnny Bolt, who controls electricity. Good name. when he, when he, when he, no, no, it, and it's supposed to be a silly name. Trust me, it, no, it, trust I like me. It. It, it really is. Trust me, because like when you see him in his suit, you're like, this dude, really? Like what? I was like, yeah. I was like, what? And then I went like, and for the rest of the book, he's not in that suit. He's like mostly like in a suit and tie and stuff, and then like a different suit. I can't get any more. But anyway, they decide they're not gonna rob a bank. They're not gonna rob like a museum. They're not going to rob like superheroes or anything. <gasps> they are going to rob the meanest, most vicious retired supervillain of all time, whose name uh, is literally the bastard. It's a, it's a good name. It's a good name, especially basically if, if basically imagine if Professor X was an was a bastard. So Professor X he is a master. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Straight. Never tried to do anything good. Like literally. Okay. I guess so I, I know. Just... I know Professor X is an asshole. I'm well aware. I'm well aware of how bad he is. Well, very for very the greater good, good though. So. Like I'm there like, you go ahead. like when when they brought him back, I was like, why did y'all do that? Like, leave that motherfucker dead. <laughs> <laughs> Like Magneto's doing his thing right now. Leave that motherfucker dead. Like it's like I did, no, no. But yeah, no. I mean, literally, just like the just 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 fucked up from from jump. So they're trying to take him. Take, take all of his. All take his all money. of his shit. Take all, all right. of his. Money. That sounds interesting. I mean, I never read the comic. I didn't even it's, know about it until I saw that trailer. It's Mark Miller. It, yeah. There's violence. There's swearing. There's how many? Is it just one volume? It uh, it was one volume, but four issue, four or five issues or something. Okay, I'll check it out. It's 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 a it's a a really quick read. The anime looks good, but it was fun. It would that was the thing. It was fun. That and Nemesis are like two of my favorites because they're ridiculous. Awesome because they're absolutely ridiculous. And I I just sit there and like that a lot. What the fuck was he writing? Like, like, <laughs> like, 
it's so good, but it's just they're they're both so ridiculous. Like I I don't Tone, have you read Nemesis? No, that's another one I've never read. You need the pitch for that? Yeah, uh, it's Evil a very Batman, easy right? pitch. What? Evil Batman, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I've got I've gotten it, the pitch for it a couple of times when we've talked about Miller because yeah, he does a lot. It's it's one of those ones where I I I yeah, it is that, but it's so much more, and it's just so much. It's so much fun. It's again, it's twisted fun. That's that's it is a good. it is a very cool book. I cool. I remember reading that a couple of years ago, and I really enjoyed it. I think I even brought it up for Comic Book Club a few times, like. Trying to see yeah, if anyone like- would read it, but it is, it's definitely worth reading. It's, it is like, <laughs> like Brian said, it's really fucked up. It's just twisted but- fun. Like you read it and every time you turn the page, you're just, your jaw drops kind of, you're just like, okay. I, I, I didn't think he, oh, and you turn the next. Oh yeah. We're going here. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's, it's, it's a fun read. I enjoyed the shit out of it. So that's why I'm I'm super excited for and same thing with Super Cooks. Like like Ed, if you enjoyed Nemesis, you you really should read. So it's literally yeah. Ocean's 11 meets X-Men. I think yeah. Nemesis was coming out around time, same time Irredeemable was, right? That's a great book. And Irredeemable was the, that's where I went. I went to Irredeemable and I loved Irredeemable. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, this is my evil superhero book. I'll I'll just stick with this." Yeah. <laughs> And that's that's kind of the thing. I mean, we we've talked about it before. There it, there was such an influx in the last couple of years of the what if superheroes are bad that it kind of gotten got old to me. Like we yeah. we've read several books for a club, and I'm just like, okay, I get it. What if superheroes were bad? I understand. I understand the premise. Some of it's done well. Some yeah. of it's done not so well. Some of it's not. Yeah, Redeemable was really well there's done. There's a lot and, of it. And, and Ir- Incorruptible, which was the spinoff series, yeah. was also That's really well done. Like, I, the fact that there was even that spinoff just made Irredeemable that much better. Have you read Irredeemable, Ed? I have not. Oh, it's such a good that's, one. That's Evil Superman, but it's... It's the very, best... Ver- uh, to me, it's the best version. It's very, very good. The best version oh, I've read so far. And is that Miller as well? No, no. that's Mark Wade. Yes. Okay. I was going to say because our was each trying to build a Justice League with Nemesis. Uh, yeah. With uh, yeah, Nemesis. Oh my god. With the Nemesis character and so hey, yeah, he, he he could. I don't think he actually has an evil suit. I don't know. I'd have to think about that anyway. But yeah, that that's a. Miller stuff is a whole other. I could do a whole episode on reading Mark Miller shit, and then we're not even talking about uh, any of his like his actual mainstream stuff. I'm talking about just his Miller World shit. Something that into- was cool in Irredeemable was they did have a Justice League because this the Plutonian who is their that's their Superman. He was their Superman actually, and then okay. he just the beginning of the book is him just taking them out systematically just <laughs> and the first one he goes after is their batman because he knows he's the only one that would be able to take him down no it's such a good book it's such a good book yeah <laughs> that's a very good one and maybe i'll have to bring it up for comic book club because that's a very yeah, good yeah definitely have to because uh and, and, and like incorruptible is literally like yeah. one of the dude's villain major villains yeah <laughs> but becoming a hero in this fucked up yep. world where <laughs> superman has become the villain Okay. Yeah, that's really cool. 
Oh yeah, we'll have to check that out. Um, <laughs> so besides Super Crooks, you said that there was also a couple of other new animes coming to Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah. There's um, been some new stuff added recently, and some new. There's a a good amount of stuff coming out. If you just go on like the new and upcoming page on your Netflix, there's always some kind of anime. Come. I feel like there's like an anime coming out like every week. There's a lot of stuff coming out of Korea like every week. Squid Game's huge right now. Yep, and that's that's next up for me. I that's, mean, that's from Korea, I, but made by Netflix. I'm in the middle of watching. I, I, I think I have like three or four episodes left. I like it a lot. <laughs> in the last four days, I've had probably 15 people tell me about this. And I'm like, I knew about it because I just heard about it. But they're like, you got to watch it. It's crazy. You have to watch it. It's, it's crazy. Okay. I will eventually get to it. I have, um, have not started. One of, one of the people from Netflix said it's easily their biggest foreign language film. And it's on par to become their biggest thing ever. Really? Bigger than? Biggest yeah, thing they ever, ever put bigger out. Bigger than ever. anything. Wow, it's like that's it's it's crazy. number it's been number one since it came out on their like top ten list. Yeah, and it's it hasn't dropped. At and you all. know what's funny? I never really thought that anybody cared about that. Like when when it comes up, like oh mm -hmm. number one in America, that means nothing to me. I'm just yeah. like whatever. I know what I like and I know what I'm going to look for. Yeah, you have no idea how many people have said, yeah. oh, it was on on the number one, so I started watching it, and I'm like, really? And people, people got do that. It's See, and Ed. Right there, your statement is where you're going wrong. I know what I like, and that's what I'm looking for. When there's so much more shit on Netflix. There's like Netflix, like if you, and that's the problem though. If you stray off your path just once, you will fall down a rabbit hole of <laughs> stuff. Like seriously. I'm, I'm more or less saying that like when I go to, because I have a, a running list of stuff I need to watch. So when I go on any kind of streaming thing, yeah, I don't look have. around a lot. I go in with a thought process of, oh, this is on Netflix. I have to go here and find this. No, I know. So I don't really look at those, you know, this is number one in America or whatever. I don't really, it doesn't register no. to me until I start hearing a lot of word of mouth. And then I'm like, oh, maybe this is worth checking out. So, well, yes. I wasn't saying that you, it's not that you go on there like, Fuck this. I'm not looking for anything but the <laughs> shit that I like. No, I like, don't like no, things. I, I, I'm saying that, yeah, everyone's like that. We all have our long ass lists of stuff on our streaming apps. You know, it's so deep that we forget that we put stuff on there and, yep. and, and everything else. But it's, it's just like that list, even if you don't like, even if it doesn't make how you choose, just look at it every now and then and be like, and then see what the actual thing is that it is. And then go back to your thing because you never know. Cause I've done that too. I've been like number one on it. What the fuck is this? I don't. And I looked and I'm like, that actually sounds kind of interesting. I'm gonna watch this. And, now, and I don't watch it at that moment, but it'll granted, go on my list. There are things on there that are, oh, this is the new Netflix reality TV show. And it's number one now. Right. I'm not going to watch that. Yeah. But Squid Game was already on my radar before it came out. And then it like it's started getting all this buzz and like people that I know that aren't into like foreign language stuff and aren't into like the kind of horror that this is. Yeah. We're talking about it. 
and that's why I'm like, oh, okay, I definitely need to watch this. I need to make time to watch this because, and it's very good what I've seen so far. I, I also need to watch Sweet Home. I've heard that's really good too. That's a that's a, a Korean. That's a that's a that's a another Korean horror show. Yeah, and it's and, a and that one that one's actually based on a on a manga or a, or a, I forgot what the Korean uh Manhua. version of that manhwa. Thank you, and 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 so, but I do want to I do want to watch that, and that's that's another that was up there for a minute too. It's a Sweet Home, and it's literally a, it's mm-hmm. it's a horror show. It's like it, it it body body horror demons, all kinds of stuff, and I'm like and present day too not like oh this is you know a period pe-. no 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 i it's today people in one apartment building and shit is going crazy and i was like i'm going it's on my list i just haven't watched it yet but back anime. to the anime that's come out <laughs> <laughs> uh i know you watch some of them or you you have them on your list already brian um i got baki but that's just because when they said Baki was coming to Netflix like a couple of years back, I was like, ooh, I've been wanting to watch that for years. And it turned out it was like the third season, which was which was being well, it's the third season, but it was a new show which was being brought back after like 17 years, oh, 17 year mm-hmm. hiatus. So they basically got to a point, stopped 17 years later, picked the story back up. So and, and gonna this is a with, manga that is still currently ongoing too. This isn't. Yeah. This isn't. This is ridiculous. That's gonna happen with Hunter Hunter because that's been on hiatus forever, and they'll just like the the creator's probably gonna die before he gets back to and it, and then he's gonna then drop some. Someone's stuff. gonna be like, "Oh well, look, we have all this stuff that he's been hiding away from." Well, Baki is one that mm. I I I fell in love with because I actually was like, fuck it, I can't watch from the middle. I, I I don't I won't do that. So I found it on YouTube and watched the first two seasons. And I will be posting a link for that on the Facebook page because y'all need to reel or watch that. But if you've been watching Baki so far, the new season is on and yeah, uh, that's a great show. I love that fucking show. Fighting for fighting's sake and no other reason. And 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 we're not trying to placate to anything else but fighting. Like you like fighting, watch this show. Um, the other one is Seven Deadly Sins. And I know Tone said he couldn't get into that one, but it was me skipping through channels and going, Oh, fantasy enemy, what's this? And then it was shown in, and then I kind of got stuck. So there's more of that. I thought, I thought, I thought I had finished it. And you know how sometimes when you're watching a show and they'd be like, yeah, new episodes. Well, I thought it was the new episodes that I had already watched, but it wasn't because <laughs> they had, cause I got all excited because they also dropped the movie for it. And I was like, Ooh, the movie, I can watch it. Let me watch the last couple of episodes again. So I can refresh my memory. And then went back in and there was like a, 12 episodes of the show that I hadn't watched. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, Oh, there were actual new episodes. That wasn't just putting it up just to get okay. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of new episodes of Seven Deadly Sins and a movie, and then there's a couple of shows that I haven't watched, but you have watched them. Tone, uh, I started to. I started Eden Zero, which for fans of fairy tale, it is fairy tale in space. So far as there's people that have seen art for it and be like, oh, this guy's just copying fairy tale. And it's like, no, it's the same creator. He just has five characters and he uses them in everything he makes because if you look at any of the stuff he has there's a cat there's a blue cat there's a girl with red hair there's a blonde girl there's a boy with spiky hair (laughs) and it's every story that he makes but they're fun and it's that in space 
it's fun so far. Like you get to see space pirates and I like space more pirates. like space type stuff, and it's a lot of fun so far. So I'm like, right. I'm gonna I'm planning on watching that. What was the other one? Uh, I forget what the other one that is already out. Is. You said and you and you said you had already watched it, but um, and I had said oh that, uh, Darwin's game, Darwin's game, yes, Darwin's game. I saw game. the trailer for that and was like, what is this? Is, and it was like, mm. it's and an Ed, AR, you might actually like this one. It's an AR battle royale in the real world with people with powers. Yes. So once you like, you get this mm. app on your phone, you join the game, and then you you are in the game whether you want to be or not. Then you fight. Yeah, and huh. you fight people. Like there, there's a guy with like a panda. I think it was a panda head, some kind of bear head. Uh, he's but like he can turn the, invisible. Yeah, and he's like got he's he's. It kind of reminded me. It's like a little warriors because there's like all these weird characters around. Like because this dude, this panda dude is like also a baseball player. Oh okay. Um, but yeah, so there's that guy. There's like high level people in here. Like there's a girl that has these chains that she uses. That's and, the one I want to see. The main character's ability is ridiculous, though. The main character's ability is literally, is. To bring, is literally to bring forth any object that he's ever touched that is yes. not like a vehicle. And he or like overly he finds very cool ways to do it. Yeah. So like, if he's touched a submachine gun, he can literally just hold his hand out and that'll appear. If he's touched a giant axe, that will appear. If he's touched a roll of toilet paper, he can wipe his ass. If he. <laughs> So, but like, seriously, like, it, I like, I saw him do, like, I was like, what is this? And he just held out his hand and a sword appeared. I was like, yeah, it, it was good. It was oh. fun. And then I saw another one. He had like a chain gun and I was like, oh, that's cool. And very handy. Yeah. Like I was telling uh, Brian, it was actually on a list of, hey, these are, if you like Squid Game, these are some anime you should watch. And Darwin's Game was on that list. On Saturday on netflix is this anime called blue period uh it's i've read the first volume of the manga so far um it's about this kid who he's pretty much a delinquent in school in japan but he's very good at school but like they look at him and they're like oh this like this dude's just a delinquent like he's got piercings he smokes he drinks with his friends and watches uh soccer games isn't but, aren't they all delinquents in, in, in then he gets into uh he meets some kids from the art class and like starts to like fall in love with art and he does like he actually pays attention one time in art class and does this painting and actually gets complimented for it. he's like oh this actually made me feel good so he joins the art club and starts to actually fall in love with art like when he first shows up to the art club all the art club kids are like why is the, the delinquent here? <laughs> is he going to beat us up? <laughs> See, and, and these are the kind of shows that make me say, this is why anime is completely different than anything that we will ever make here, because we will never make anything like that for here. But yeah, it's the, the first volume that I've read so far is really good. I like it. I like the characters. I'm very excited for the anime. Once I found out there was an anime coming out, uh, like I needed to make sure I read the first volume. Um, I'm super excited for that, though, because it looks like they're bringing that same like because the art is very good in the book and it looks like they're bringing that same type of art into the show, which, like I said, I'm just really excited for. It. It's one that's been on my list for a little bit. And when I found out Netflix was getting it, I got very happy. 
Nice. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, you said you said Saturday. Yeah, it's uh like I said. If I I always go in there new and upcoming, and anytime I see anime, like I'll look at it and add it to my list. Uh, and I get updates all the time when there's new anime coming out. Um, I may show that to my daughter because they are are of my child. They might like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they they are, they're into art so oh it's and it gets really into actual art theory stuff in the book which is really cool okay like i want to show uh my friend kevin because he went to school for art and um i want him to read this because i know he's gonna probably feel a lot of the same feelings this kid was feeling nice nice really nice well now is this a show or a movie it's a show show, yeah. show. okay what the heck and it's netflix so so they'll drop all the episodes at once which i'm not sure actually because they like to drop halves when i heard about the series coming out like as far as i know only like two or three episodes have come out in japan for this show oh okay so i don't know if they're doing like a weekly thing with that because i know they've they've done some weekly shows on netflix so they might be trying it with this too and i know uh HBO Max, when they start getting certain anime, they'll do them weekly on there also. Hmm. Okay. Nice. Well, if it's out, I'm going to definitely check it. And like I said, yes. I'm going to show it to Jacinda. That's probably what I'm going to be doing on my Saturday. So. Uh, uh, uh. What's next? I guess uh, that'll lead us into our uh what if episode eight review i know tone has not seen this one yet because he uh i guess are you even eventually going to watch them or you just don't really care i'll probably eventually watch them once they're all out i'll probably do the same thing like i did with loki where i watched it all in one day pretty much yeah you can do it and you can pull it off a lot faster with this because the shows are only a half hour episode they're only 25 ish minutes yeah like Um, like i said for me it just hasn't like, I feel like they always have good ideas. They're just not executing them properly. The first uh, two episodes I really liked, I liked those characters that they changed, but they just stuck to the formula and and it worked for those two. But like the other ones that I, I think I watched three and four and I was just like, cool concepts. Execution was not there for those two. Ed's um, with you on that. Yeah, it's it's definitely for me, it's been hit, hit, miss hit miss hit miss. it's like all over the place yeah um not to say that i dis you know i enjoy them all to a certain extent yeah except for the except for the doctor strange one which i do not like but again i have to rewatch it because maybe i just wasn't in the mood for it i haven't had the chance to rewatch it yet um but this and i think i have to do that only because this episode and the next episode i feel are going to lean very heavily into that Doctor Strange episode. Well, he's going to be um, prevalent, yeah. So, with this episode, I'll say this. This was my favorite so far. Um, it's It was really well done. The art, as usual, the art in, in this show is probably the best part of it. The art's really fluid. It looks really good. Um, the voice casting was really done well. Um, I... With this one, I was like, wow, this is a spectacle. It wasn't just a 25-minute short. It, it felt like an actual movie or, or something like that. So this one, 
uh, the premise is what if Ultron won? And basically what's going on is Ultron in this version was able to get the body of vision, take that as his body, and now is basically running a army of Ultron bots that and was able to shoot off nuclear missiles and destroy the world that he was in and then realized he actually comes in contact with Thanos. Thanos has uh, the five stones and the only one he doesn't have is Vision Mind Stone. And Vision's like, oh, that's cool. I'll take those. Half, I sex him and then takes the rest of the gauntlet for himself and puts it into his armor, which was very, very cool. But also like there was no fight. It was just, oh, I want them. And he just zaps them in half. And it's it was at both times it was very cool and like shocking and also like well that was a little too easy but i thought it was cool i thought it leaned more towards the cool side than the oh where there should have been something else to it um so from there he basically just figures out with this infinite power that he has he can go to any world he wants and destroy everything and then commences on taking over the entire universe And then realizes he's not alone. Yeah. And then Watcher basically sits there and and, and he's like doing his, you know, his voiceover of, oh, he finally destroyed all the worlds and now he's so lonely. And Ultron's like, now I'm omniscient and I can hear him talking and they end up becoming aware of one another. That was very cool. I thought that was really, really well done. Um, From there, it's basically just crazy ultron is trying to go through the multiverse and destroy the multiverses and the watcher is trying to stop him in any without getting in the way basically tone he beat the watcher through multiple universes that was cool like not even not even not even kidding like every time he hit him the universe around them swapped yeah, that was very, very cool. And and the art again <laughs> was amazing. It was just oh, it was such a ridiculous visual. It was just like I'm just like, what? Wow. Yeah, that was cool. Okay. I mean, and the the I want to say the effect, the the animation effect of when he's getting punched through these dimensions it basically looks like it's shattering and he's going into a new one and then it shatters around them and he's in a new one. It was just visually arresting as hell. It was really, really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Then as the watcher's getting beaten, you're like, what's he going to do? And then he turns himself, he, he like creates a, an armor, a suit of armor on himself. Comics accurate. I've seen him wear that in a comic. Really cool. Um, I feel like I'm missing. So, oh, so the last two people from the original uh, timeline that he is from, that that Ultron is from, are Clint Barton and Natasha Romanoff. Oh, shit. And they have to figure out a way to stop this Ultron. And the Watcher being the Watcher, he can't get involved to tell them that they're basically <laughs> right on top of what they need, which it's is there. Yeah, right there. there's a box. That's, oh, what are you doing? It has the Arnim Zola file 
in there, which is what they need to be able to have his uh, software uploaded into Ultron to kind of take it over. And uh, he's literally standing there yelling. He's like, it's right there. Why are you giving up? Don't give up. Just it was hilarious. Yo, he was about really that. He was having an existential crisis. It he was really, really, yeah. really was. And he, he was, was like, I can't get involved, but I have to do something. And I don't know. This, this whole episode thought felt like a what this show should have been the whole time, in my opinion. Well, see, yeah, but you can't do it like that. You got to build to this stuff. You can't just have every episode feel like this because then they don't mean anything. Yeah, I guess you got a point. I don't know. I just I can say that this episode made me go wow this is awesome see my thing is like the way i look at what if is it's an anthology series that also may connect so they should all be hitting it out of the park or at least trying to hit it out of the park because with star wars visions i feel like they all executed perfectly on what they were supposed to do but Star Wars Visions wasn't trying to tell an overarching story. This is. I know, but it, they're also separate stories. But I agree. I will say this. I'm not saying that the episode shouldn't have been. what When he says, I feel like this is what all the episodes should have been. I mean, this, I'm talking about the spectacle aspect of it, not how much he enjoyed yeah. it. I'm because uh, that that's that's neither but here. They I should agree. every every I have, I feel like every episode should be good and and that that's that that I agree with. If you don't like them and and whatnot, that's fine. I you know they every episode in my opinion definitely should be good all the way across. But they shouldn't all be these when you're telling this overarching spectacle. I mean spectacle this overarching story. You but can't have them all be spectacle because then when you get to the end, counterpoint that mean anything counterpoint they should because everything about the show is this is something happens that changes this world so much that it changes everything that happens so everything is a spectacle but it's a different kind of spectacle than what he's talking about here i'm telling you I you need to watch that. the episode you really i'm gonna need to watch, watch it i am gonna watch it but it need they should all be that they should put the care that they put into this episode into every other episode and actually telling good and executing good on these stories. See, I because didn't dis- Ed does not like that Doctor Strange one, and I don't blame him. And it's it's because it wasn't executed it. properly. You can do that story where someone is doing the same thing over and over and over again and not getting a different result and do it the right way. And then turning to the dark side, because that's what happens, because that's the only way he's going to get what he wants. But then he figures out, oh, no, I still can't get what I want because I didn't learn from the fact that it's always going to be bad. See, I didn't dislike that episode. I'm I didn't. I I, I, I get why people did, but I, I it didn't bother me that much. Like, I've definitely read and seen better versions of that story. I agree with you. It mm. could have been told better, but I didn't necessarily dislike it to the point where I'm like, I hate that episode. I absolutely hate it. It's the, one the worst thing I, I've I'll ever say. And, and our friend Mark mentioned this. I feel like some of the episodes, they, they, I know they're lending themselves to telling a longer form of a story. I know that, but they should all have a beginning, middle and end, and they mm-hmm. should 
close. They should they should be self-contained. Yes. A lot of a lot of them, especially the last three or four, have not been self-contained. They're relying on the fact that we're going to watch the next one. Yes. In that, that I agree. That with. way, I feel that it's kind of not delivering. Again, to your point, I understand why they're doing that because they are leading to something further down the line. I get it. But the frustration that many people, myself included, sometimes feel is that okay, well, you're not telling a complete story within an episode. Right. And sometimes, and especially when you're, when you're adapting something like what if, which was exactly that it's a self-contained episodic book about what would happen if one thing changed. We all know that that's the, the premise of the comics. This is more or less taking that idea and that name and kind of changing it a bit to fit what they want to do. So, so I can see the frustration what they do with the MCU. Sure, but the, the MCU is also not a specific, a very specific comic like What If. What If was a very specific, we're going to do one shots of this the, is your, the difference. But the MCU is a movie version of the Marvel Comics universe is what I'm saying. When I say, so they MCU'd it is they took, their ideas from the comics and did their own thing with it, which is entirely and exactly what the MCU has been from the get-go. They took ideas from the comics and told it their own way. I think it's more about the way they pitched it because they pitched it as an anthology series of all these different stories. And, oh, what what if this happened? What if, like, we saw, like, we knew we were getting Captain Carter and we knew we were getting the zombies. But like the setups for why this thing happens are the like the very weak points. What if Doctor Strange lost his heart? Come yeah, on, I agree. I agree with that. that bad. Come on, that it should have just been that's... what if she died, and like or something else. It's just what if he lost his heart instead of his hands? No, come on. <laughs> that was that was that was that was actually ex- the best. I would actually have to say that's probably the best <clears throat> criticism I've. I've heard of the show is that their the issues lie in their nexus points. The the yeah. points that they choose are we are are somewhat weak, especially with when you like I said when I was saying earlier is like we're expecting you know big major changes and we're not really getting them, but we are. But they're coming from these really small things, and it shouldn't be that way. It should be something larger. And as they started to do that, like Ed said, they stopped finishing the stories. They stopped telling the stories and they keep leaving these open-ended, hey, things ended kind of bad, but hey, we're going to move on to next week. So Yeah, we'll worry. go to a different, we'll go to a different yeah, we're going to a something different anyway. happened. You don't, need to, feel, you don't need to naturally know what happened there. I feel like the reason that that is, is because they thought that the idea of what if and the the name brand recognition for comic fans lends itself to multiverse stuff. And that is just a title and a name that they could use to interchangeably do things in the multiverse. It makes sense. I'm not saying it doesn't. Um, But when you, I keep thinking about Mark and Mark (laughs) knows the what if comic. Mark knows the what if comic. The what if comic is what if Magneto killed the X-Men? What if, this yes. happened. What if that happened? And they are self-contained. 
stories by themselves, stand alone. They have nothing to do with anything else. And I think that that, at least for me, that's what I thought we were getting when we first went in as well until I saw a couple of the trailers. I'm like, oh, obviously they're building to something else. But again, just because you're building to something else doesn't mean you can't tell good stories along the way and then have them lend themselves later. Like if they would have all been self-contained except for maybe the last episode, which would have been seven, running into eight, which ran into nine, that's fine. Yeah. But I feel like they all kind of, maybe this first and second one kind of wrap up. Those were the only story. ones that I felt were these they little had self-contained ended. stories. They were they exactly what I wanted yeah. out of What If, and it was like, okay, so this is what we're going to get. And then they were like, oh, wait, no, we're going to do this other thing. Yeah. And and it's and 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 yeah. that and and I get where I get I get the frustrations with that because once they started something and then they kind of switch tracks, it's like, well, what are you doing? I, I yeah, I, you were giving me this, like, don't don't do that. And then, like you said, in their execution, they didn't give you they didn't give you full stories with the left with the next <laughs> like three or four stories. Like each yes. one ended open ended with like the world ending. And it's like, yeah, that's not a story. That's that's like a cautionary tale. Thank yeah, you. you're leading us off. You're leaving us off at the second act of a movie and not showing us the third act. It's it's anti. To be fair, to be fair, movies do this. Yeah. So there are movies that do that, especially horror movies. No, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm not. I'm just saying that. I'm, I'm, I know I'm just pointing stuff out expectations. And again, I mean, expectations are just that they, they're, they're not solid. They're not concrete, oh, yeah. but I think the large majority of, of the fans were going into this going, Oh, these are going to be one-off stories exactly. and I'm fine with that. You know, and that, that was something I was looking forward to the fact that they're all leading to something I'm also fine with. Yes. But I think that again, I think I'm we're beating a dead horse here, but at the same time, <laughs> you want a beginning and middle and an end to a story and then lead all into something bigger down the line is fine. I will say this expectations have either helped or just completely messed up the trajectories of a bunch of things in the last couple of years, especially all oh, last couple of months. I mean, look at that. Like, look at what happened with He-Man Revelations. Like, yeah, we like it, but there oh, are a bunch it. of people that were that were just like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing that ever happened to He-Man because their expectations were in a certain other place. And I'm is like, <laughs> I, not, the, not the pink leotard that he wears. <laughs> no, yeah, no, he, they, were, they were mad about that. They were, they were mad about that. So, <laughs> it's, just, it, it's just, but it's, 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 it's completely understandable like it, it that's expectations are what they are and that's why i try not to let mine get too high <laughs> that's the other thing though i mean realistically <laughs> if i didn't like this show enough i would just stop watching it you know I, or i would just be like oh it's not for me and i would just move on like Tony said, you just don't want to watch it maybe it's not for him and that's fine too but at the same time i can see why people are frustrated with it to be like totally up in arms and why why are they doing this oh no why you know ruin my what if that's not happening but no 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 it's just i feel like it could it could have been done better that's all yes 
I'm actually hoping we get what we were expecting for a second season. That would I be cool if they like kind of fix things and then go on to one-offs. That'd like cool. we we get this finale and then things can just sort of go back to normal with the watcher watching shit and yeah and 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 yeah yeah because what I was hoping for was all these one-off stories that could potentially come together in the end because oh he needs to build this super team to take on this big threat and he needs to get captain carter he needs to get t'challa from where he became star lord and he needs to get someone from each world because that's all he can do because he can't do it himself but hey i can bring these other people in here to take care of this threat they could have done that that exact thing have them all have their own self-contained stories but them him at the end, a big threat comes. Ultron is fine because it's yeah, working. Yeah, there it is. And then that's and then he just goes, I need a team. I need a leader. I need somebody that people are going to listen yep. to. I'm getting T'Challa Star-Lord. I need a warrior. I'm going to get Gamora Thanos. I need Bro, this. I need that. They could have had an Exiles. With, they could have had an Exiles yep, show. That's basically. exactly what I was thinking. It would have been Exiles. Even though, they're, even though it wouldn't have been X-Men related, it would have been still Exiles. And, yep. and it, the name still works. Yeah, they could have like they could have made that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, did Marvel Disney? You fucked up. Now go make an Exiles. Go make um, Exiles. <laughs> uh, we just pitched it to you. Yeah. Just go make that instead of what you did. Just take this off of Disney streaming right now. Go make that. Put it out tomorrow. And yeah, because we'll- you ruined my what if. Yeah, you ruined what if. Thanks a lot. You ruined what, you ruined if, my for what me. if. I'm never watching. I'm never watching this shit ever again. Never watching anything episode. Marvel puts out again. Lies. Yeah. I'm probably gonna watch Shang Chi again at some point. <laughs> Facts. Like probably as soon as it comes back. Oh out. yeah, I can't wait to see that again. <laughs> I know. But um. Um. So yeah. So if you haven't been watching them, give them a shot. I will. I, I promise you. I I'm talking to the audience as well. I promise you. <laughs> This last episode is very, very good. And I feel um, like the last I feel like the final episode is gonna be really good too. Yeah. Although I will say this, I was thinking about this earlier. It's going to leave us on a cliffhanger. You know oh, that. Yeah. It's yeah, definitely it's gonna, gonna be like, oh, whatever they have to do is gonna be in the movies now. It, it also showed me that I can I, I I it showed me where I can get my 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 Arnim Zola Android body from. Yes. It, it no, because it really did. Because there was like, wait, nice. there's another Arnim Zola backup. Oh, yeah. Oh shit! Give me my cyborg. Give me my robot. Hey man, happen eventually, robot. right? Has to. We have to. Give me my robot. It I comes- still want Arnim Zola to be like the power broker, like in the background, and we find out my man actually did build himself a body, and he been doing his thing for the TV in a nice little body. Yup, it is look be cool. I don't think it's going to happen. No, 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 no. But having Toby Jones back in the show again, voicing Arnim Zola and just it was great. Anyway, so end of so we're at the end right now, right? We're in the end game, guys. We're in the end game now, and uh, it's time to talk about something spooky. Uh, October. It's spooky in in the Halloween season, and uh, we always spooky in my house. Out, yeah, no, we, you can't see this because we're only audio right now. But Tone's got all kinds of stuff going on behind him. He's got the, spooky. he's got the, oh yeah, that is spooky. Green mask. He's got the Michael Myers mask. He's got a Diablo poster, which is actually pretty cool. I like that poster. 
Um, what else is up there? I can't see. So that is actually the Myers tombstone. Oh, uh, okay. And that's and Jason. Then that's the uh, Friday 13th wreath a friend made for me. Camp Crystal Lake. So it's got I've like the Camp those. Crystal Lake sign. It's got like a hand. It's got a machete in there. Uh, I'll post pictures on uh, on our Instagram so you guys can see them. I've seen yeah, I've seen cool. like a a, a Freddie wreath that was pretty damn cool. My friend actually made that for me, and I didn't yeah. even know she was doing it. And I was like, "That's fucking awesome." Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, my daughter has made. I'll, I'll have to take some pictures and shoot them to you. She's made some uh, Halloween uh, wreaths that came out pretty well as well. That's cool. And we have we have our decorations up. We did that over the weekend. Yeah, I see your skulls behind you. Yeah, I got a couple of Day of the Dead skulls back there. And nice. I got a couple of other things. And yeah, trying trying to get into the into the season. We've already start both started watching our, our uh movies for the month. Yeah, I do the horror movie challenge every year. So I started yep. uh I've watched so far I've watched uh Friday 13th, one, two, and I watched The Empty Man. Have you seen that, Ed? I've heard, no, I've heard I bad things about it. So yeah, I've, I've heard mixed it. reactions of it, and I was like... I, I liked it. Uh, what I didn't know, it's a comic book. Oh, I didn't know that either. By Cullen Bunn. Uh, it was Because oh. the one of the first things that popped up when the movie started is Boom Studios. I'm like, the fuck? Oh, so wow. I looked it up. Cullen Bunn comic book. Um, but it's... So I went into it thinking empty man it's probably like some supernatural entity thing okay it is not it's way more cthulhu mythos like mind trippy like weird shit's going on in your head type stuff okay likes that where i was like oh that's where this movie's going i like this and this is uh james badge dale yes james badge dale okay and he's like Uh, a isn't he like trying to find a missing person or something like he's that? looking for he's an ex-cop and he's looking for uh his neighbor's daughter okay i did i've read i read like yeah synopsis um but yeah like i like i said i watched and i was like when we got to the point where you find out whatever i was like oh wait what the what okay <laughs> this is not oh, okay so it's okay. worth checking out then yeah like I, I i enjoyed it i enjoyed it while i watched it so okay i didn't i didn't like i wasn't like oh i wasted two hours or whatever it was that I'll have to find where it's streaming because it's uh, on HBO Max. Is it? Okay. That's where I'll check it out then. Um, Yeah. We, uh, we've been watching, I I would, we've been watching like the more kid friendly ones for the last three Mm -hmm. days. Watch Adam's family, Adam's family values. Nice. And Hocus Pocus. Nice. I like all three of those movies a lot. Um, Always. haven't gotten into the, to the real scary, scary stuff. Like the, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of the uh, of the the subgenre of horror comedies. I just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love them, but I really need to get some actual horror horror in in there. Yeah, you need the the meat. Yes, absolutely. You need the meat getting cut, and the further <laughs> the further on in the month and get, grinded. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes absolutely. Um, so with that, we thought that this uh, in the next couple of weeks we're going to be doing. Halloween slash horror centric episodes. Um, so we are going to cover our top three horror characters. And um, I guess we will start with uh, you, Tone. Honorable mention, I'm going to go with uh, Annabelle. Okay. Because, I mean, that doll spawned an entire franchise. <laughs> yeah. And it's 
funny because like I watched both of the movies. Real. The first one I didn't care for. Um, The second one, Annabelle. Yes. Yes. The The second one I thought was pretty good. The second one is good. Um, I didn't watch the third one. I don't think I watched the third one either, which is funny. Homecoming or something like that. Annabelle yeah, the comes second home. one's creation. Yeah, Creation's the second one I liked a lot. Yeah, that was good. Um, but I mean, I liked just when the doll was in The Conjuring. Yes, and super creepy looking. Yeah, totally like, different than what she Totally different than like. a Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah, but... It did its job because I was like, fuck that doll. Don't want that anywhere near me. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I do want it because I own like a Funko pop up <laughs> Annabelle. So, <laughs> yeah, you would definitely not be good if you were one of those guys. And, and you'd be, be like, like, oh, yeah, give me the thing. <laughs> and actually, you know, I have my friends that will find things. They're like, oh, this looks like it's haunted here. It's for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, I it's one of those movies. All those movies. The James Wan universe. I love the I Conjuring really universe. Really like the Conjuring universe. Yeah. Um. Again, even the Nun, which people didn't care for. I, I like that, that movie. Fun. Yeah, it was I thought that was really good. Um, La Llorona. I didn't I haven't seen that, that yet. How that, was that? One I that was I. I watched that and I was because people were saying it was really bad, and I watched. It, I was like, that was good. Where? Why are people saying this is bad? Yeah. All right. I need to see that one. That one's good. The nun's good. Like that whole, like you said, the whole Conjuring universe. If James Wan puts something out or someone does something with his blessing in that universe, like I'm mm-hmm. going to watch it. Yeah. I feel like I watched just about anything James Wan has put out since the first Saw. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're all pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even the, even the ones that don't necessarily hit are hey, terrible. He, he made a Fast and the Furious movie. So. <laughs> One of the better ones. I actually, yeah. I actually just watched that malignant shit over the weekend too. <laughs> oh yeah, how'd that oh, go? <laughs> yeah, and that's another. But... <laughs> yeah. What? Like I thought I knew where it was going, and then it just said, "Nah, you have no See? clue." That's now, another one. Hold my beer, and I literally was like, <laughs> drop for like ten minutes straight, just. What? What? Yeah, that movie goes off the rail hard. What? <laughs> yeah, that's another one where I thought I knew, like, oh, just a supernatural entity thing. Then it just completely does. I was, oh, it's, I was like, oh, it's a modern in the dark half. Okay. Yeah. Nope. Nah. Nope. I mean, kind of, but nah. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but, nope. Yeah. All right, yeah, that so, movie's totally bananas. She's my honorable mention. Do you want to go everyone do their honorable mention and then? No, no, you do your honorable mention, then give us your number three, and then we'll 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 go in, in order here. Okay, so my number three, I'm going to go with Candyman. Candyman? Yeah. Old I version, mean, new version, or both versions? Uh, the entire, because okay. you can't have the new version without the original. True, true. Uh, I love that character because... The original movie isn't scary to me now, but when I was a kid, I was scared shitless of Candyman. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Candyman is just, it's just a good character because in the original, like, for better or for worse, that's a love story. It is. And it it has some very heavy. Yeah. Topics. 
and so, but it, they they handle it. and then in the new one they introduce you to more of what the candy man is and i think when they expanded on him that way it made me like that character so much more okay see i need to, i do need to see that i love uh Tony Todd as a candy man, but I would not be mad if they had Yaya Mateen Abdul like just take that over. I really think that with that last movie, they are going to do if they came out with a generations movie where it was like both of them or like or like we get one of the other ones. Yes. And that was I like. There's like a mythos now that you could pretty much any story in there and make it work and i like that, that that they still kept it connected to that same group of projects in uh yeah. chicago right yep. Correct. yeah cabrini like, green yeah ca- the cabrini green projects like i like that they kept it connected to that still um yeah i love that original movie and i really really like the uh the new one like that was uh, there were points in that where I was like, Ugh, when he's like scratching his oh <laughs> that, that scar, that was absolutely <laughs> I was like, I'm like, but my like, man, go to a doctor. Yeah, what go, are go, you doing? Go put some ointment on that at least something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will say that the the thing I liked most about that movie, and we saw that together, yeah. was the building of the mythos. Yeah, and they, I, I like that, that really well. Yeah. I, I always appreciate a good mythos. And, and if you can continuously build on it throughout movies, yeah, well, it, it definitely helps. They definitely did with this one. And they touched on a lot of the stuff from the first movie. I mean, a lot of stuff from the first movie, even down to who some of the characters are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, I highly recommend the new Candyman, And like I said, he's my number three character because he scared me a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> Because Tony Todd is just a scary man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He his and then you I remember a, that being like I think I think I can recall seeing the uh the commercials for it and being like, okay, they know exactly what kids are afraid of. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, they, I never said Candyman in the mirror. No, 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 no. And and the bees oh. and the hook. <laughs> And it's like, all right, let's put all this shit together in one character. His voice. Yeah, and that's the thing. His voice. Great. His voice is fantastic. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, that's a strong choice. I like that. And again, I had problems with that movie, but I think overall that character and especially the mythos that they built in the last one. Yeah. Uh, that That's very good. My runner up is The Crypt Keeper. Oh, <laughs> that's a good point. Yes, yeah. that's that's that, that's that's that was close. Right that was close to my list. <laughs> that, that 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 was my man right there. Like I you oh like oh oh that laugh. I yeah, you couldn't you you just couldn't you couldn't it, it was voice he was voiced by John Cassier, and you just couldn't get away from it. Like he like you you know, and I'm and I was a kid growing up with that, and you know, I was preteen and it's like you're watching them and you're like you know it's supposed to be like messed up but he was just so fucking funny yeah like his puns were hilarious and it was just it was just too much and then by the time we finally got demon night and my man was just like a prima donna on set i was like yes 
Yeah. This is the best. This is the best thing ever. So yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the the Crypt Keeper. Uh, for my number three, I'm gonna have to go with Mister Sims, the Mortician, from Ooh. Tales from the Hood. Oh yeah, and yeah, Tales yeah. from the Hood. I love Tales from the Hood. Yeah, um, the first one. one he was played by Clarence Williams the third. Right, it was fantastic. I to this day I still quote that movie. Um, anytime something happens, it was like, oh, we're gonna be deep in knee deep in the shit now. <laughs> oh yes, the shit. We're gonna get the shit. The doo doo, the poopity pop. It was just oh, it was so good. Um, I love that movie. But that character was just so much fun. Like you knew there was something completely off about him from get just from jump. Mm-hmm. And every time he's told a story, it just got worse and worse. And then when he finally, when they slapped him, and I was like, oh, God done fucked up now. <laughs> and he started to take him down the stairs, and he was just touching the light bulbs, and they were coming on. And I'm like, y'all not, how are y'all not, see, what are y'all, how are y'all, no, <laughs> like, like, no. So yeah, there was the reveal at the end. If you guys have not seen Tales from the Hood, uh, Rusty Kundif and uh, put this the movie together. It's an it's a horror anthology, just like Tales from yeah. the Crypt, um, but it's focused on a black neighborhood, a black culture, and black neighborhoods, and black family, and black people. And it was so much fun. Oh, it, that, that, was, watch it that every, was a lot of fun. We watch it every year, and then. A couple of years ago, I found out it was on Netflix. There was a part two. And I was like, there's a part two. And I was like, but Clarence Williams III is dead. Like, who do you get to play that? And then when I looked at the thing and it was it was, it, it, it was Keith David, I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, well, this is going to be interesting. And then I watched it and I was like, okay. Okay. And no, it's not as good as the first one, but it's still really entertaining and fun and both movies have great social commentary on top of everything else so it, it, it was just fun but he did the he did the character justice and i, I david's I another one of those dudes with such a great voice with an yes. amazing voice yeah Goliath. great Spawn. voice yeah yes. <laughs> i mean how, how we how have we not gotten like a horror movie with those two going against one another oh that just would be them talking to each other yeah really no. really you guys can just oh it would be so good. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, Mr. Sims. That's my All number right. three. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with for an honorable mention. And this is going to sound odd, but in order to, to keep my other two on there, my honorable mention would have to be Michael Myers. I know he's a heavy Ooh. hitter. He's probably high on people's lists. I think he's a great character. I think that the first movie in particular, he's done so well. Um, just, just creeping, lurking, scary as shit. The design for the mask, obviously everybody knows by now, it was William Shatner mask, um, turned inside out and spray painted and all that good stuff. It's just iconic. He has been in shit. How many movies has it been now? Seven, uh, my god, I don't even know. No, 12 or 12, probably like 12. 12, I think. I mean, you know, obviously, he's an icon of heart. There's nothing else more to say. He's just makes my honorable uh 
list only on my pick for that only because the other three are just in my opinion they're my they're i'm just love them more that's all just not that even they're better they're just i just they're just higher on your list yeah yes exactly not to say that they're they he doesn't have a spot on the uh on the uh, the best horror villains of all time he does um but my number three who just beat him out and this is my personal preference elvira i love elvira so much it's not even funny i i've loved her since i was a kid there's obviously obvious reasons why i love her so much (laughs) um sorry to break your heart sorry to break your heart buddy Oh, I know, I know, but she was with a man before, so it gives me a little bit of hope. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so she's just iconic, gorgeous, and really, really funny. Like, again, that's one of the movies I go to every year, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. It's a shame she only got one movie because I feel like she got two. That other movie doesn't count. (laughs) It really doesn't. I was going to say it sucked, but it's, it's bad. It's a bad movie. But they should have given her more movies because that Elvira's Haunted Hills, I've watched it only because I'm such a fan. It's bad. It, there's not a funny line in it at all. Like nothing is funny at all. And coming from the fact that the first one is so funny and she's so good in it and that one's not good, but it's almost like she's such an icon off of doing the, you know, the introduction being like the, the hostess of the USA up all night. Well, no, that was Rhonda on USA. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm thinking of uh, the horror another thing. another one of my top. Uh, she she's up there. I, I was a big <laughs> fan of Rhonda as well. I was thinking. I was thinking. Of, <laughs> I wonder why. I was reasons on that one too. Of, <laughs> I was thinking of the. I was thinking of the other thing because I used to catch uh, viral on late night um, horror things though. Yes, and and that, like I remember. It was obviously it was back when UHF was around and I was, you know, back before even I I was probably 10, 9, 10. And I was like, what? Who is this? I am in love with her. And then who is this goddess? It was just love at first and still enduring love. I just love her. I think she's 71 Um, and looking absolutely amazing. Looking crazy. I just looked at because she has this new thing on um, Netflix. Yeah. Uh, It's called uh, Elvira Netflix and Chills. Yep. It's a video of her like just saying these are the things that you should watch. She still looks fucking incredible. Yep. Like (laughs) what is this? She must be a real vampire. Seriously. I don't know how she's doing it, but beautiful hilarious that movie that movie is one of the funniest movies if anybody hasn't seen it check it out because it's great um right now it's streaming on hulu i know for sure it's probably streaming on a couple of other things as well um and just a fish out of water story she comes into a small town in uh massachusetts and they think she's just a tramp and a she looks different than everybody, and then the town kind of rallies around her because she's awesome, and uh, she changes all their minds. And it's it's a great movie. Um, not necessarily scary. There's nothing really too scary about it. It's just about the fact that they think she's a witch. So, um, but she makes my list. She's my number three. So I will move it back to you there, Tone. Uh, what do you have? All right. So number two is. Pazuzu, Captain Howdy, Reagan, the whole 
demon thing that's going on in Exorcist because for the longest time, that movie scared me so much to the point where I couldn't watch until I was an adult again. Like I got so scared watching that movie because I grew up Catholic and, you know, demons bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that movie, like that's one of those movies where people were like, oh no, I got really scared and I had to leave. Like, and I understood why they said that. So like, no, yeah, I get it. That shit's creepy. And that's I love the original exorcist. One of the only movies that actually still scares me as an adult is that movie. Yeah. It's just so good. And so well done. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I've, I've been desensitized. I, I, I was, I was terrified by that movie as a child. And then my baby mama watched it with me and laughed throughout the entire let Jesus <laughs> you scene. And and then 12 years, no, 14 years later, I was telling Jacinda about that. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just show you the scene. And then I and we were watching that because I knew they weren't gonna watch the whole movie. And we were watching the scene and they laughed too. I was like, the <laughs> fuck is wrong with all of y'all? Like, yeah. no, 15. I think the one thing that really sticks out for me, and obviously it's your pick, so I want to hear what yours is. The level of just absolute perfection filmmaking makes it a whole nother level of movie. Yeah, It, It wouldn't be as good or as enthralling if it was made by a lesser filmmaker. Yeah. Lesser cast because that cast is amazing. And everything about that Friedkin movie. is just he's amazing and, and they yeah, and tried to to recapture that and it just doesn't it, it never doesn't works. like there's i've seen other exorcism movies since then and they're good but they don't do what that movie did to me no nah. and it's it was everything like the voice the way she looked the way she talked every little thing and then like when you get that little flash of the Pazuzu face, one of like, the scariest ah! <laughs> movies ever. It's Clark. I actually, you've seen my shirt. I have the shirt of just the Pazuzu face on a black shirt. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of the scariest things. Um, when they did the remaster of that movie, and it came back out in theaters a few years ago, I went to see it in theaters, and that's when they started including more of those flashes. And. It was more of a but when they put more of it in in the remaster, that's when I don't I can't it, it may be different for other people, but I was like, holy shit, this is the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. And again, just the expertise, expert filmmaking, yeah, the the, the effects that they used the visual effects, the makeup, everything came together perfectly in that cinematography. Movie. Yeah. Oh was, yeah. It's one of the most that's, well-made that scene films. outside by the steps. Mm-hmm. Just the, and even just the, the music, talk. the song. Music, oh my god, two bells. It's as soon as you hear it you're like, oh shit. Yeah, I know exactly what's <laughs> happening and I don't want any parts of it. Yes. Yep, yep. nope. I don't want none of this. Uh, and yeah. that's we speak a lot about it. it that's 70s filmmaking. And mm-hmm. they they don't make movies like that anymore. They just don't. No, no. Quiet, slow burn movies. That's what I like about 
some of the stuff that James Wan does because he feels like he's pulling from that old school style of horror where it's like, yeah, yeah you're going to get that jump scare, but then like it's going to be like building up the atmosphere and everything so that when you get that scare, yeah. it's earned. Exactly. Um, the, the the hereditary, uh, the, the guy who did that, mm-hmm. I feel like, and I, Ari Oster, he's one of those directors who I feel like does that 70s slow burn filmmaking mm-hmm. yes. today and yes. it pays off. Yes. Um, if you were going to have someone remake or do a, 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 not a remake, but do. Well, I mean, they are do, doing a new exorcist. And I, he, they need to get him. I, I don't want any, I don't want to see anybody else do that. I really don't. He would really be, he would like be a really good pick to do that. Um, again, I don't know where they're at in the making of the the new Exorcist, but yeah, me neither. But I know that that was like something they mentioned. So hopefully, it doesn't come to pass because it's movies like that. Yeah, classics and any remake is just going to be subpar, honestly. Yep. And it, so my big issue with it is they're doing that sequel to a movie that came out so long ago thing yeah that bugs me the tv show wasn't bad no the tv show was good because they kept it in the universe and like they didn't they did i don't want to spoil anything but there are connections to the movie Mm -hmm. but it's not like anything where they're like throwing it in your face it's like no this is happening hey this happens to other people and there's like an exorcism happening and then you find out where the connections are and then they build a bigger world and you find out like it becomes I, kind of like a supernatural type thing where there's, oh, the demons are all trying to do this thing. And it's like, I don't yeah, think I this happened. But show. I didn't watch the show, but I heard people say it was pretty good. Yeah. It, it was a good show. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. I didn't finish it, but I definitely was watching it for a bit. <laughs> That's why I was interested in the new one, because Leslie Odom Jr.'s in it. Oh, OK. All right. Uh, the director. Oh no! Uh-oh. Now I don't want to watch it anymore. Uh oh. The David Gordon Green is a director who is a producer uh-huh. on one of our favorite movies, Halloween 2018. Ed. God, I hate it. Hate okay. It. Well, on that note, I'm gonna go with my number. I'm gonna yeah, go let's get your. Two. Let's get your number two. <laughs> I'm gonna get my number two because you guys right. are starting to bring everything down and make it all dark and gritty. <laughs> In the horror episode? No. Oh, God. <laughs> um, my number two is not um, an antagonist, actually. Okay. My number right. two is Sharni Vincent, who, um, who plays Aaron in um, Your Next. Okay. Great movie. That is a very good movie. If you guys have not seen Your Next... It is good. Like it will subvert your expectations within the first half hour of that movie, and yeah. you'll just enjoy the ride for the rest. That's a very good movie. It was a great movie. I yeah. So, I I I, I chose her because we don't get that often, mm-hmm. and yes. we we get final girls, and we get we get yeah. we've gotten a couple of capable final girls, but. She was not a final girl, <laughs> like by any means. No, and that, they, and that's what I love. They were about. not expecting her. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. And, and as soon as it started, I was Damn, just like, I need to watch that again. It's very good. Kid, I was like, she is no joke. This yeah, I need is, to watch that movie again. They 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 should probably re- readjust their thought process on this this whole plan at this point. <laughs> like, yeah, but yeah. So yeah, 
Aaron from your next. That was my number two. If you guys I haven't like seen it. that movie, go check it out. But I'm glad you guys have because oh yeah. 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 It's one that it I one- watch at least every year, at least once a year. I don't always watch it during my uh, Halloween countdown, um, but it's definitely a good horror movie. And oh, again, yeah. I, I it's more of a, a it's funny because when it was coming out, it was being yeah, presented as a like home horror invasion. movie, home invasion kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you said, it just it subverts your expectations, which is and it becomes more of a thriller. Mm-hmm. which is it's still a great movie don't get me wrong it's oh, just yeah. yeah it's it's definitely one of those things where you think you know what's happening in the first half hour 40 minutes and then you're like oh shit that ain't what's happening <laughs> <laughs> but All you'll right. have fun absolutely yes, you will <laughs> um my number two would be leatherface i'm a big Ooh. texas chainsaw massacre fan and this is actually going to sound a little blasphemous because as much as I like the Gunnar Hansen version, I actually like the version from the remake better. Only because he's more intimidating. He's and, definitely creepier. Yes. Um, Andrew Brynarski, uh, who's been in the program and he was in Batman Returns playing uh, Max Shrek's son. And he's been in a lot of other things. He's just a big muscle bound dude and then when you see him with the mask and the chainsaw and the and the leather mm-hmm. uh apron you're like holy fuck this guy and he He's makes you scary believe, yes scary as shit like mm-hmm. he makes you think he could pick you up and put you on a hook yep. like whereas that hurt oh, yeah God. yeah that's what it so it's like ow ow i don't know ow but i like both versions Mm-hmm. And there have been other versions of the character in other movies. Um, but the original hey, yeah. Well, he wasn't even he wasn't even uh but, you other, know. he was his yeah, but... other cousin, whatever the fuck he yeah. was. That that movie's so weird, and I like <laughs> it. It is it's so weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, the original version and the and the version in the remake, I like both of them a lot mm-hmm. for different reasons. Yeah, the just the the look of the character in the first one, um, it's just so minimal and you don't get a lot of him, which is so good. And, yeah. and it just it, it adds to his lore. Yeah, um, it added to the menace, too. Yeah. And I mean, I, I the first thing I ever saw of that movie, I was probably a child at the time. I was probably like maybe eight or nine. And I remember the scene and he doesn't even do anything. It's just him. Opening up the door, smacking a guy in the head. Well, he yep. does something, but it's not like gory or anything. And then he just then... pulls him in and slams yes. the fucking door. Yes. It's so scary. It's still scary to this day. I mean, there are other parts of that movie that are silly and a little campy and over the top, but in a good way. I think the movie's great. That's one of those that's just a classic, and it still holds up if you watch it today because it looks like something that someone filmed with a camera back then. Yes. Uh, there are certain things like the characters in the movie that could be like irritating, just straight oh, up. Yeah. Franklin is one of the most irritating characters in any movie ever. <laughs> um, you have to get through the Franklin to get to the Leatherface, And I, you're like so happy when he finally bites it. So he's my number two. Um, I won't, 
I won't stay on this too long, but that that's my number two. What uh, what do you got there, Tom? All right, so my number one. This was tough for me because I do love Jason. I don't think Jason is a great character, so he's not even on my list. My number one, Pennywise. There you go. Ooh. He was. He was this close i almost had him i'm glad we're not matching Ooh, same up, same pennywise because both versions creepy in their own rights absolutely i think the uh the newer one uh well, i can't think of his name right now scars guard uh, yeah scars guard yeah. one uh, of those scars guards <laughs> he is just so good and so creepy and just like Bill. just looks at you Bill. yes Bill. when he just looks at you and it's just like menacing but still with that smile he's so good i love that him. lip thing yeah and, and then like and the goes, eye thing oh yeah the eye thing when you see the i don't know if you guys have seen it the picture of him doing it to um yes bill Hader. <laughs> yes and bill Hader just like getting creeped out <laughs> um but yeah, he's so good. And then you go back to the original and Tim Curry was just like amazing. <laughs> so good. Yes. So good. That um, 92, that 92 uh, series, I remember watching it when it was on television and being just, I had to convince my mom to let me watch it. Cause she's like, no, you're going to have, you're going to have nightmares. And I'm like, but I really, really want to watch it. I really, really want to watch it. And I think I watched it through my hand like the entire time because I was shit scared shitless. But it is his performance in that. You're probably I want to change my I want to change my number one now to that <laughs> because it's so good. He's so goddamn scary in that. He is. And it's like when people say they're afraid of clowns. If that's your first introduction to a clown, I totally understand. Absolutely. Because he is traditional bozo-looking clown, whereas in the new ones, like, he's made to look creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say this. The Tim Curry version, and me and my wife have this conversation maybe every six months. She's like, oh, it's, it's the thing that scares you most is when he, his eyes turn yellow and he has the big teeth. And I'm like, I think he looks scarier when he's no. normal. Yeah. When he's normal looking is the scariest thing I've ever seen yeah. in my life. And he just and, points and laughs at you. And then the, the very opening scene of that, when the little girl's looking through the sheets as they're blowing in the wind and he's smiling and then it comes back and he's like sneering at her. Oh, mm-hmm. dude, it's giving me chills right now. It's scary yeah. as shit ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's so scary. It, 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 he just he he just did such a good job. To the point where, like, even a decade changed later, I'm in college and whatnot, and I'm in upstate New York, and I'm walking around the areas at night like, yo, this is the Barrens. I don't want to be here. Why the <laughs> fuck am I here? Like, I, I don't like walking over sewer grates because of that movie. Like, I I, I don't have a fear of clowns. I'm fine with clowns. Me I don't neither. like sewer grates. I do not like sewer grates Me? at all. At all. Beep, Richie. Beep, <laughs> man, listen. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah no that mm-mm. i i'm 100 with you like i said yeah, i like i said that was like it was tough because i wanted jason on my list because out of like all the slashers jason's my favorite uh probably same with, like yes. leatherface is yours like jace that's jason for me um mm-hmm. but pennywise like that was 
an easy choice for my number one because and, and you make a very valid point just as much as Jason isn't really much of a character. Neither is Leatherface, really. I mean, I just think he's an icon, yeah. and I, I love him. Mm-hmm. But you're absolutely right. Performance-wise, he takes the cake. Like, he is yeah, one of like, the creepiest performances ever in a horror movie, for sure. Yeah. you have, Like I said, you have the original, and it's amazing. And then you have the new ones, and they're just as good. Like, he's... Skarsgård is so creepy. And the fact that he is not like the Tim Curry version. Yeah. He didn't try to be like that at all. He just did his own thing and they changed it so much. Like down, like I love that. He looks so different from him. Mm -hmm. Yes. And he's like, just creepy. Even to that, like the the dance that was made into like a meme and everything. Like that was still like, Oh, when he's doing that, you're like, Oh yeah. Behind it. So the camera shake behind it. it It was even so he's literally just doo-doo-doo, and you're just like, why does this look so wrong? And you're realizing that the behind is just, yeah. just oh, it was the visuals and everything about it just messed with your head so much on top of everything else. And then the fact that two of the things that he did with that character were literally him. There was no yeah, CGI. It was just him. There was no, it wasn't the CGI that made him do the eyes. That was him. No, it that wasn't was his, his eyes. It, it, it wasn't makeup that made him do the lip. That was him. And that just and the fact that whenever he did the lip thing and he just start drooling mm-hmm. and, and then you know its whole thing was about eating mm-hmm. the fear of yeah. it, you're just like, dude, that's just that's yeah, just so it's bad. next level. It's like so horrifying. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So that's my boy. That's my number one. All right. That's your number one. That's a good number one. I, I... <laughs> Really, honestly, I wish I changed my my number two. I would actually change. I would actually swap my number one with my number two, and you put Pennywise as number one. Well, but oh, it's already done now. It is what it already is. Already done. You're you already got it out there. It's locked in. It's locked. locked, in. locked. It's locked. Well, my number one is locked in, and it's loaded. And it's a little guy named Chucky. Ooh, oh, okay, nice. Brad Dourif playing some Chucky. My thing about Chucky is when the first Child's Play came out and it was Slasher Mania and Chucky hit and you're like a movie about a killer my buddy doll? Really? Mm -hmm. And then you watch it and then you don't ever want to hear any kind of doll talk by itself ever again. I stopped the shit out of somebody's um, Barney doll because that Barney was talking on its own. I'm playing video games and that thing said, hi, what up? And I'm like, nah. And it went off again. And I was like, yo, if it goes off one more time, I swear to God, I'm throwing that thing in the corner and I'm stomping the shit out of it. And it went off and I stopped the mess out of it. I was like, nope, we're not doing this. I, I'm not playing. I'm not dying by killer dinosaur. That's not happening. So... <laughs> But Chuck, like, so yeah, Chucky took that fear of, you know, toys coming to life and made it not just real, but like palpable because everything they did, even to this day, the first movie still stands up effects wise. There are a couple of moments where it doesn't look real, but for the rest of the movie, you're, you, that thing moves, that thing talks, that thing kills, that thing jumps, that thing runs that like, and I'm like, no, mm -mm, I no. 
no, 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 no. And Brad Dourif did such a good job of bringing the character yes. to life that it, 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 it just amped it up even more. Like those moments when the doll is literally just, just like shaking and screaming with rage are are almost i mean don't get me wrong there are times i look at it and i laugh but it's yeah. not even a it's not even a full-on laugh it's just like a <laughs> 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 it's, like it's not even real to the, like i'm not laughing like that's hilarious i'm laughing like oh that's that's not cool <laughs> and i'm very uncomfortable right now and that says a lot like even all these years later i watch chucky movies and I think they're hilarious. They're great, mm-hmm. but they're still fucking terrifying. Like I like when I watch Cult of Chucky. Holy, oh! I didn't need more than one. <laughs> and that's all so, I'm gonna say. So, what do you think of the? I didn't see the remake. I haven't watched that yet. I haven't watched that yet. I saw the remake, and it's. Okay, so I'll say this. I'm not the hugest Chucky fan. Mm-hmm. I I think for the same reason that you ha- had, which was when we were kids, there was a doll that almost every kid in America had, and it was called My Buddy, and I had one, and you had one, and probably everybody our age group had one. And then this movie came out, and I'm like, fuck this doll, and I just bashed its head in until it was <laughs> until it. So, but it's never resonated with me it's not like my favorite horror movie mm. and as i've gotten older i don't even find it i didn't find it scary anymore it was just more or less because i was always like ah, i would just kick it down the stairs or i would pick it up and throw it but at the same time it's something that's not going to stop you can't throw it away you can't kick it down the stairs it's going to keep coming until it kills you so i get that aspect of it but it's also not one that's ever scared me scared me but this new one is even less scary if that you know I, I again i'm not the hugest fan of the original mm. although i do like the performance of brad dorf i thought he was really good i thought that the background of the uh soul of a killer going into a doll that's interesting yeah um this they new did away one, with all that in the new one right get away with it and also it's so reliant on it's almost like a Black Mirror episode, which they yes. kind of already did a Black Mirror episode, sort of kind of like this a, a little bit, like putting an AI into mm. a thing. So it was like, yeah, I don't care. Well, we've it, had a lot of those killer AI movies in like the early 2000s, too. Small right. Soldiers. Yeah, Small Soldiers. Small Soldiers. We had, uh, what was the one movie. where the plane like went rogue and they had to take down the plane? Stealth. Was it stealth? Yeah, uh, yeah. Stealth, yes, yes, yes. And then obviously AI with uh yes. and, yeah, I mean uh, yeah, it's just it seems like it's it takes away the soul of it, which is what yes. he was trying to put his soul into the body, not take it Lit- out of literally trying to put the soul in. But that's <laughs> but, fine yeah. because we have a TV series. That's so true. That, that continues the movies. So I, I I will be watching that, and they literally just show trailers for that most recently so yeah i'm looking forward to that it's Brad on got his daughter right? fiona involved now original andy barclay is back like it, it and that's the other reason why i've been continuing following because it's like yeah as crazy as it got you know when it got into like seed and all of that they they were they were able to rein it back a little bit without 
actually just saying that never happened. It's like, yeah, no, we went through our crazy phase, but we've grown up a little bit. And it's like, now we've got some new crazy shit for you to watch and you're going to enjoy that. And I really have. Um, so yeah, I, Chucky, it's, there's also, I also have a soft spot for him because my aunt who passed away about, oh, wow, almost seven years ago now, um, was a real big Chucky fan. And like, we used to watch, we used to like marathon Chucky movies together and whatnot. She just like, I mean, like she used to just be like, move your edge. Like, mm, love me some Chucky. Like, wow. Just, <laughs> love Chucky. And I'm just like, something wrong with you. He's like, nah, he just, he don't mess around. He just stab everybody. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I said. There's something wrong with you. It's like, it's like yeah. You yeah, like this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. This is the same woman that walked out of that walked out of Highlander 2 talking about that movie is good. A lot of head chopping. A lot of head chopping. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally looked what? <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. There's a lot of head chopping. No, but I I my, my jaw, I I was like, oh. no, I was like, not even. I was like eight. I was like, what? okay i'm head chopping I, I listen that's the same woman that also took me to see, see robocop so um yeah i i love my auntie <laughs> so but yeah there's a, there's a lot of violence in that one too <laughs> exactly that's my point she is uh mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's she yeah you go see those movies with her yeah i i did <laughs> that's awesome man mm-hmm. Mom wasn't taking me. Dad yeah. wasn't taking me. You take Aunt D will take you. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so who's your number <laughs> one guy? Who's your number um, one so, that, that you want to swap out? Uh, well, see, here's the thing. <laughs> this is kind of a uh, cheat. Shit. It's kind of a cheat. All right. Uh, here we because go. Because it's they are a unit, so I have to put them as one unit and uh-huh. that is the strangers oh okay 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 um if i had to pick one out of the three it would be uh the man in the mask the the baghead guy because he is just totally terrifying but all three of them as a unit just yeah. absolutely terrifying the only movie one of the only movies that as an adult it still scares me and I watch it every single year and it still scares me. And the, the parts that come up that, you know, when she's standing in the kitchen and the, the part where at the door and in, in, in the beginning or towards the beginning, the knock comes on the door, the girl asks for the person that's scary. But when you find out that he's already in the house, he's just not letting her know he's in the house mm-hmm. and he's standing right there and he's looking at her. I probably almost had a heart attack, a real physical heart attack when that happened in the movie. I was terrified from that moment on. You feel, even though like Liv Tyler at that time was a big, big actress, this seems like it's a it's a movie that is realistic, if that sounds right. For some reason, I was able to like disassociate that this is a movie star and it was almost like, oh, this is just some girl who's in this house and Scott Speedman, he was coming off of the underworld movie. So he was kind of, kind of famous, but both of them weren't huge movie stars where to the point where it took me out of it. And and I was like, Oh, this is only a movie. And that movie, the home invasion subgenre is 
probably the scariest in my opinion. I just I find because it could happen to anybody. And yeah, their reason in this movie is they'd had no reason. They just why why are you doing this to us? Because you were home. It's fucking terrifying. It's Mm -hmm. a terrifying idea. When there's no logical explanation or reason for why someone is doing something so horrible, it makes it 50 times worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This movie fucked me up. I'm telling you. And like to the point where I, I, again, it's, I like being scared because this this is why we watch these movies. Horror movies are one of my favorite genres. So if not my favorite genre, so I embraced the fear and for one, two, 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 two times I was the man in the mask for Halloween. Nice. Um, just so simple, so iconic. Mm-hmm. Just a guy in a suit, a bag on his head. And fuck it. It's terrifying to me. Um, yeah, and then I was always on board. I said, I want a sequel. I hope that they come out with a sequel where they just literally show up to another place and kill another group of people. And several years later, they did make a sequel. And that sequel's good, it's but not it's way good, too though. showy in my yeah. opinion. It's not as good. It's not as simplistic. It's not as pared down. It has no. set pieces and it yep. has it's movie not movie level one. actors and it's not because one you know once you, once you do well yeah. with something you can't stay at that same level. Sure. Now I know why they did what they did with the sequel. I'm and I'm not even saying that it wasn't effective. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. But it just wasn't as scary. It was cool. Oh, yeah. I liked it. It just wasn't scary. Um. However, if they ever were to make another one, they just keep it in one spot and don't have to go as big as the second one did. Um, but I don't know yeah. if they ever will make another one, and I don't really think that's actually necessarily need it. Are they making another one? I, oh, I don't know if they're making another one. I, oh, okay. I just think that they should just keep it contained to one house. Yes, absolutely. Because that was the big, like... I understand, like, I like the trailer park aspect of the second one, mm-hmm. but it was, like you said, it was big set pieces that they were doing instead of just, like, making you feel like, oh, they're, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're in a trailer park. They can be anywhere at that point, yeah. whereas, like, if they're in your house and you don't know they're in your house, that's so much scarier. Yeah, and I mean, the 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 actual scares in the first one like I said, with the guy standing in the, in the hallway. Also the one where she's like trying to look out the window to see where they're at now that she knows that they're in the house and she opens up the window and he's just there close up in her face. I must, I'm telling you, I must have jumped 10 feet when I saw that movie. It was (laughs) probably the best scary movie I've ever seen. Like reaction wise, it was just, it's an amazing movie. And those are the, that's my number one pick for uh, my horror characters. And he's got um, scarecrow vibes. Definitely, definitely got scarecrow vibes. Um, and it's the fact that you don't see their faces at all. No, that's so much to it. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, even even like later on in the movie, same thing with Jason. Like even though he's deformed, you kind kind of see his face. The fact that they have not shown these guys' faces at all it really adds to the mystique. I feel. Yeah. And every time you think you're going to see them like that, it was like, no, 
No, yeah. It, I mean, at, I don't know if it's the first one or the second one. I can't recall. But he, they take their mask off just to show them who they are. Mm-hmm. You don't see it as the as yep. the you know, only the people that they're showing it to. Um, yeah, just a really, really well done horror movie. And those characters to me are iconic. Yeah, I totally agree. I love I love the first one and the second one I like. Yeah. So, yeah. And again, it's the first one scared the shit out of me. The second one I just thought was cool. That's all. It's a terrifying concept in general because it's just so real and simple and easy. Uh, that, yeah. Like you said, it can happen to anybody. So yes. it's just it. It's one of those things that you can't just wave off of that's just movie shit yeah yeah no absolutely and you can follow along on our instagram at geek speak last week and also or you can follow facebook. along on yeah facebook or you could follow me on my instagram at mr215 m-i-i-s-t-a-h 215 i'll be posting every movie i watched this month so you guys can see what i'm watching if you want to see if you want to get any recommendations um yeah. And if you guys have any recommendations for us, send, send us an uh, email. Go on to Facebook. Email is gslwpod at gmail.com. Um, we'd like to hear what you guys are listening to, watching uh, for the month of October. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, I guess I'll just say goodbye, guys. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next week to talk about last week. Peace. See you guys.